Well, friend, welcome to the Prayers of Rest podcast. We are doing something different today, trying something out, and that is in between our seasons as we're taking a break. Um, my friend Kendra and I are hopping on to answer some questions that show up in our inbox on a regular basis. Um, so for those of you who don't know, I am Ashrita. I'm the host of the Prayers of Rest podcast. Um, I'm also an author and a speaker. And for 10 years running, we have had a weekly email devotional that goes out to, I think we're up to 50,000 readers around the world. So it is one of my favorite things to do um, is share from my own personal life how God is meeting me um, in my day-to-day life. So that's the email devotional portion. But the other part of it too is I often ask readers, where are you struggling in your walk with the Lord? What is the biggest obstacle or just the biggest like hurdle when it comes to growing closer to God? And um, I'm in a season right now where I've stepped back from the amount of hours <laughs> that I'm doing ministry. Um, and so even though I am reading all the emails that come in, I'm not able to respond to each one individually. Um, And so we thought as a team, it would be fun to kind of try this new medium of answering readers' questions um, here on the podcast because we see a lot of the same questions come up again and again. um, And because we hope it's an encouragement to you as you listen Um, and also it gives us an opportunity to interact with our community. So, um, this is our first time doing this and, um, there might be some bumps along the way, but you get the real us. Um, and if you have a question that you have been wondering about, if there's, you know, uh, there's an area in your life where you've been struggling or something that you feel like is just holding you back from taking the next step in your walk with Jesus, from being consistent in meeting with him every day, um, then I would love to hear your question. And we might just keep recording these episodes. That, that I think would be a lot of fun that in our breaks between seasons, we would take some time to share with one another. So we're going to have a link um, in the show notes where you can leave a voice message if you'd want to do that. I love hearing your voices. Or if you just want to write in, um, we will have Kendra's email address there. So you can address your questions to her and then we will gather these um, hopefully for another episode if this serves you. So let us know if this um, encourages you. If you got something out of this episode, send us an email. If you have a question of your own, email us. So Kendra, thank you for being willing to jump in and say yes to trying new things. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love trying new things. One of the things I love about working with you, Asherita, is that you let me try and experiment with new things all the time. So I love working with Asherita and the podcast and her ministry in general, just because I get to try so many fun, creative things. And this <laughs> is one of them. So I'm super excited. So let's see how it's going to work is I will share one of the questions and then um, from one of our readers and um, then Asherita will respond with one thing that they can do to enjoy Jesus in their situation. And we're going to try to keep your responses short. So I know that might be hard, but it'll be lots and lots of fun. So, oh, you know, the teacher in me is going to want to go <laughs> on and on. But this is kind of how we have fun with some of the projects we do is we impose limits. Um, so one question from one reader. Um, and our ministry is called One Thing Alone. So I thought it would make Perfect. sense, yes, to try to share one step 
the next step that you can take in one minute or less. So Kendra, let's get started. All right. First question comes from Laura T. She says, thanks for your ideas and prayers. I struggle with constant distractions from everything around me. What can I do to stay focused? So what can she do? Or Asherita. Yeah. So I understand how difficult it can be to stay focused, especially when you're finally sitting down to pray or finally sitting down to read your Bible. And so one thing that I have found helpful is to actually turn off my phone and put it in a different room um, so that it's not even there to distract me. Um, And then as I'm in prayer, sometimes it's not the external things that distract me, but like my own thoughts. Um, So one thing that I like to do is called palms down, palms up. Um, And as I'm coming into a space of prayer, I'll become aware of the thoughts that are in my mind that are distracting me. You know, maybe it's like, oh, I was going to make sourdough bread and I haven't started it. Palms down. I'm going to give that to the Lord. I'm going to say, Lord, thank you that you provide for us and thank you that there's a good time for everything. (laughs) And then um, palms up. I'll receive from God what he wants to offer me in that time. So just being still and saying, there will be time for that. And then coming back to a sense of prayer. And then palms down. If I'm, you know, worried about responding to a text or whatever, I'll palms down, give that to the Lord. And then palms up, say, God, is there anything that you want to speak to me or say to me in this space? Um, and so turning off distractions, social media, per- putting limits on our phones. And then this method of palms down, palms up. I actually recorded a whole YouTube video tutorial on this. So if that interests you, you can learn more about that. Awesome. Social media distractions, huge. I'm sure everybody struggles with that. All right. So rapid fire. Next question. (laughs) I feel like you need like a a stopwatch to be like in time. In time. You've made it. Okay. So Sherry R says, hello, Asherita. My struggle is that I don't know what to do to grow spiritually. I know I should read my Bible, pray, etc., but I need a roadmap. Where should she start? Yeah, um, I love that your desire is to grow. Um, And so I can't keep this to one thing. It's going to be three things, but there are three (laughs) small attainable things. You know, we made up this game. So so we can break the rules. (laughs) We can do it. Okay, if it's going to be just one thing, all right, one thing would be ask God's spirit to show you the way. Ask God to show you what is my next step. Um, Where do you want me to move next. If you want a roadmap, Jesus promises that he will send the counselor to show you the way. He will send the counselor to remind you of what he has told you to show you the next step. So that would be the one thing, right? It sounds like a cop-out. Pray about it. Um, It really is adopting a posture of saying, God, I want to grow. I know you're not hiding from me. I know you're not playing hard to get would you show me the way? And that sets our mindset to be looking for God to respond, to be looking for what he is showing us to do next. Um, So that prayer really isn't manipulating God to say like, all right, what's the next step? It's actually preparing our heart to say, God is moving. He's showing me. I just need to have eyes to see. So that would be the one thing, right? Ask God's spirit to show you what your next step is. If I were to add the other two things to that, um, the second thing would be get involved in community. If you are not already, not just attending church on Sunday, but actually 
um, serving in your local church, actually developing relationships with people in your church through Bible study, through prayer groups, through volunteering together to serve in your local community. Um, oftentimes, that is where God grows me most, <laughs> is when I get outside of my comfort zone, when I get outside of my personal quiet time. Um, nothing wrong with that. It, those things are important. But the Bible was not meant to be read in isolation. Prayer was not meant to be done only privately, individually. Like there are hundreds, I think over 150 one another's in the New Testament. We're meant to do life together. So if you feel like your spiritual growth is stagnant, it might be because you need to be plugged into the body of Christ. You need to be part of that community and do life together. Um, I'd say the the third thing is start a small Bible habit, right? So if you're in the place where it's like, I know, because Sherry, you were saying, I know I should read my Bible. I know I should pray. So maybe the, the roadblock there isn't so much like, what's the next thing as much as like, how do I actually start? <laughs> um, and if, if that's the case, um, then start small break it down to one small thing you can do. Maybe it's reading one verse, you link it to something you're already doing, like brushing your teeth, <laughs> and just do that. Read that one verse while you're brushing your teeth every single day, and over time you will develop that Bible habit, and you can grow it, and then you can stack it. Um, I also have another YouTube video about this as well, and it's called The Small Bible Habits. It's, it's what I learned from Atomic Habits and applied it to... Um, how we can grow Bible habits in our lives. It's actually one of my favorite talks to give um, at churches and at women's retreats. And I hear so many people respond saying, I didn't realize it was this simple. Like I was overcomplicating it. <laughs> and it's really that simple. So um, Sherry, if the problem is um, I'm, I just, what's the next step? Then ask God to show you. So you're in that posture get involved in your local community because that's where real mm -hmm. growth happens with real people. Amen. Um, but if you're just overwhelmed or you're like, I don't even know where to start, like specifically with Bible study or prayer, um, then check out one of those YouTube videos that actually shows you step-by-step. -step, this is this is how I do it in my life. And this is how I teach people to do it. Awesome. Awesome. Three That was for way one. more. That was way more than a minute. <laughs> I, I guess we will allow it. <laughs> So good, though. Very needed. So I, I guess we'll let you go over a little bit. Um, oh, <laughs> all right. Next one. Uh, Kelly B says, for me, I struggle with unanswered prayer. The kind you pray about over and over without seeing any answers or progress. It's not that I'm going to put my faith on the side or turn from it, but I feel it stunts me instead of maturing me. What should I do? Mm, Kelly, I resonate with you and this desire to see God answer prayer, right? We we believe in faith that God will respond to us when we pray. And so it affects our faith when we feel like there's no response. Um, and so part of what I think we need to do is change our mindset around prayer, that the purpose of prayer is not primarily to change the world outside of us. It can be that, and God does call us to do that. But the primary purpose of prayer is actually growth and communion with God. Uh, oftentimes, the change that comes is inside me, um, especially if this is a prayer that relates to a relationship 
or um, some sort of provision, a job or a spouse or a move or a house, (laughs) um, when it comes to those sorts of prayer requests, it's like, okay, God, we're on a timeline. Like, let's see results. Um, and, And oftentimes what God wants to give us is internal change, internal growth and transformation. When you look at Jesus' prayer in John 17, what he prays for his disciples is not um, the sorts of prayer requests that we often hear in our small groups. <laughs> it's not praying for the the aunt who was sick or the job loss that just happened. Those are good things to pray for, and we should be praying for them. But when Jesus prays for his disciples, he prays that they would stand firm. He prays that they would be united. He prays that they would know his peace. He prays that they would remain grounded and rooted in God's love for them. Those are the sorts of things that Jesus was praying for his disciples. And so I think it might even be a matter of changing how we pray and what we pray for. Not that we don't pray for those specific prayer requests that we want to see done in the outside world. But rather, we bring those to him and we say, your will, Father, but would you do work here inside of me? Would you change me in the midst of that? And you will see answers to those prayers. You will see how God grows you in joy and in peace and in maturity and and provides um, unimaginable faith and peace in the midst of hardship. He will do those things even if the person is not healed even if that job offer doesn't come through, um, even if it feels like that person has walked away, his answers will happen here. And that is what grows our faith. When we can see God was faithful, even if he didn't give me the results I was after. Mm. So, so good. Focusing on change rather than results. So good. All right. Um, Terry R. says, I struggle with letting go of my past. I know that God's grace is greater than any sin of mine, but getting that to internalize is sometimes very difficult. How can I let go and move forward? Yeah, so when our past comes back up to condemn us, I think, first of all, we need to realize that that is not the voice of God. (laughs) That is the voice of our accuser. There's an accuser who stands before God and accuses us night and day. That's that's scripture. So when that accusation comes to mind, the first thing is recognizing this is not the voice of God, right? The voice of God is if you have confessed your sin, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you of unrighteousness. Now, will the enemy of our souls still bring that up? You betcha. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He will do it to discourage you and to dishearten you. And when that comes up, it's not so much forgetting what has happened in the past as much as it is allowing it to be a trigger of um, entrusting yourself to God. So when you remember that thing that happened in the past, um, instead of allowing the the shame and the doubt and the condemnation to pile up on you, uh, you can allow it to be a, a, a prayer of thanksgiving. God, thank you. You are making me new. I am no longer who I was. I I no longer walk in that pattern of sin because of the power of Jesus Christ. And so thank you, God, that even though uh, my heart would condemn me, you do not condemn me, that I am a new creature in Christ. And so you allow that memory to trigger a a proclamation of what is true over your life. You allow the lie that that you will always be a failure um, 
to be replaced with the truth that God is making you a new creation and that the old has passed away. Behold, he is making all things new. So, so good. That's a really good question too, Terry, for um, our season of Mm -hmm. um, who I am in Christ. Like that is what we deal with on a daily basis. That is why we recorded this season of prayers is because you're not the only one, Terry, who struggles with thinking, this is who I was. This is all I'll ever be. Um, And so that is the power of taking scripture and affirming it over our lives that Um, I am who God says I am, and he will do what he said he will do. All right, moving on. Tanya W. says, my biggest struggle is reading the Bible every day. I also like to do Bible studies by myself, but never have time. I work two jobs, have two daughters, and the oldest daughter is in sports. It's hard for me to find time anymore. All right, Tanya. Welcome to real life. (laughs) Um, I mean, I also, when I was younger, I enjoyed just gobs of time by myself with the Lord. And so one of the things that has to change when we are in a new season, and that might be a season of motherhood, it might be a different position at work, it might be just a different season, like going from school year to summer, (laughs) like our schedules change. And one of the things we need to think about Um, what I would encourage you to do is instead of thinking like, I need to spend this big chunk of time in Bible study and prayer, um, think about small Bible habits that you can fold into the rhythm of your day. Um, So break it up into multiple small Bible habits. Um, Start with one. So I mentioned earlier, you know, like maybe it's reading a short passage while you're brushing your teeth in the morning um, and allow that to be the anchor for how you start your day. Uh, But it doesn't have to end there. Like once that becomes a habit for you, um, then maybe you're driving one of your daughters to sports and you're listening to a prayer podcast in the car together and you allow God's word to saturate your heart and your mind. Maybe it's during lunch break. You have uh, the Bible next to you. So while you're eating your lunch, you're also meditating on a passage of scripture. Or maybe your a friend of mine said that she's memorizing scripture in the shower. She prints out a passage and puts it in a giant Ziploc bag on the shower stall door, and she meditates on scripture while she showers. Like there are so many creative ways for us to meditate on God's word and to be constantly living in an awareness of His presence with us. But it does mean that we have to lay aside our um, preference for this large chunk of time and think that that's it. Um, My prayer has been that God would bring me into a season, hopefully soon, when I can again spend a large chunk of time. Like that's personally my preference. Um, But let's not wait for that perfect Mm -hmm. time, that perfect place, that perfect season in this busy season. Um, Start with one small Bible habit, and then stack those throughout your day so that you have this rhythm of abiding in Christ and abiding in his word. Liz H says, I think for me, consistency is my biggest struggle. So see, Tanya, you're not alone. Other people (laughs) have a hard time with um, 
reading their Bible every day. But Liz H says, I think for me, consistency is my biggest struggle. I do great for a while. And then when the spiritual battle seems to ease up or things seem to start improving, I sit back and take a breather, which ends up turning into a long-term rest. And I find myself weeks later wondering what happened. I relate to that. <laughs> yes. Okay, Elise. I, I mean, we're both chuckling because we've been there. Like, uh, Satan would have us think that we're the only ones that like, oh, you're such a bad Christian because how can you not be consistent? Like, you can't even do this. Like, Jesus died for you on the cross. You can't even string together a few days of being in the Bible and listen to the voice of condemnation there. Like, that is not from the Lord. And he is the one who invites us to come to him, to abide in him. It's an invitation to sit and be with him. Revelation 3.20, I was just um, teaching on this at a women's retreat. Jesus says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice <laughs> and opens the door, I will come in and I will eat with him and he with me. And so we need to, again, just reframe the way we're thinking about this. This isn't a check off spirituality, right? Jesus already accomplished our righteousness on the cross. There's nothing else to add to make ourselves acceptable before God. Um, so the idea of consistency is more an invitation to growth, <laughs> right? So if if it is like in the heat of hardship, you said um, when the spiritual battle is intense, you you find yourself drawing closer to God. Um, that's human nature. <laughs> um, and so, first of all, let go of that condemnation. Okay. But the one thing that I want to invite you to try, Lise, is when you're saying that I, I end up like sitting back and taking a breather when when things go easy, um, I would I would invite you to do that with Jesus. Okay. So instead of thinking like in the heat of the battle, I'm I'm aware of God, I'm praying, I'm in the word, and then things get better and I just relax and let go. Well, maybe relax into Jesus. Relax into spending time, like being aware of his presence with you in the easy days. Um, maybe it goes from a season of your in intense, like warfare prayer, uh, which is exhausting, frankly. Uh, and and maybe you ease into a season of um, going out for a walk in the morning and praying and talking with the Lord in prayer. And just allowing him to refresh your soul, allowing him to quiet you with his love. Uh, maybe it goes from an intense season of inductive Bible study, because that's where you need to be, into a season of responsive journaling. And you take a verse and you pray through it and you journal through it. Um, consistency does not mean that every day is the same. Because we don't face the same things every day. Consistency is you are abiding in Christ every day. And that might look different from one season to another. So part of it is embracing that freedom. <laughs> this is not a checklist spirituality. Uh, God is not disappointed in you if you didn't open your Bible today. Rather, what we see in Scripture is an invitation to abide in Him, to meditate on His Word. Um, and so thinking of it in terms of there's different seasons and different ways to abide in him, in his word, really can bring a sense of freedom and refreshment and let go of some of that guilt. 
Dina M says, my biggest struggle is finding real quiet time with no interruptions. I rise early to do my devotionals. And if hubby hears me, he gets up and fusses at me for being up so early. Or he starts making too much noise. After he leaves for work, my lady who has helped me for years arrives early and wants to chat. I feel compelled to be her listening ear because she faithfully cared for me during my battle with health struggles. I struggle with the need to set boundaries and the desire to please others to keep the peace. Oh, Dina, um, I'm so glad that you shared uh, what this looks like for you because I think every person has those things in their life that feels like it conspires to keep them from spending time in God's word, spending time in prayer. And so what I would encourage you to do is, again, just ask God to help you think differently, to reframe what this season can look like. And and the very challenge you're facing might be the catalyst for experiencing deeper intimacy with God. So what might that look like? Um, With this lady who comes and helps you, praise the Lord for help. Maybe it's saying, hey, I am going to go for a prayer walk. Do you want to go walk with me? And we can pray together. Uh, What a beautiful way to be her listening ear while also leading her into prayer (laughs) um, and allowing you to pray as well. Or maybe she's like, "Eh, no, I'm not really about that. Um, Then maybe you can go for a prayer walk. Um, If health challenges keep you from being able to get outside the house and walk, it's just reframing that to, okay, well, let's let's sit and pray. I have a friend, um, an, an older mentor mom in our local church who I would share with her like just very real struggles from early motherhood years um, looking for a solution. I'm like, Carmen, you've been there. You've done that. Like, tell me what to do. And a sweet woman that she is, every time she'd say, let's talk to Jesus. <laughs> I like, love that. Okay. But like, how does that help me with my toddler who won't sleep at night? Um, but but really, she helped me realize what I need more than the solution to my toddler who doesn't sleep is I need um, stamina. I need endurance. I need faithfulness. I need an, an overflow of God's love in me so that I can love my toddler who doesn't sleep. Um, and so instead of um, being the listening ear who then offers advice, she was the listening ear who then led me to Jesus and led me to Jesus and led me to Jesus. And again and again, when I would seek her advice, she would respond with, let's pray. Um, so Dana, that's just a practical thing that you can do if it is, you know, during the time when your husband's at work, that you have this lady in your house, allow that to become that challenge, to become a catalyst to deeper growth with Jesus. Um, And you might just be surprised what he does in this season in your life. All right. Last one for the episode. Are you ready, Asherita? You've been doing good so far. I'll try. I'll try to be like quick about it. I feel like I started out really short and then it just like got more verbose. Okay. Well, let's try to make this one short and sweet. Are you ready? Here we go. Okay. Gretchen B says, my biggest struggle is not applying um, what I read in scripture. As if I read it like a woman who sees herself in the mirror and walks away forgetting what she just saw. Yeah. um, Part of it is, I'd say part of what we want to do here is reframe why we read scripture. The primary reason of reading the Bible is not to be a self-help manual 
um, and it's not a self-improvement plan. <laughs> the primary reason we read scripture is to discover God's heart and who he is. Um, and so for me, the one of the first applications of anything I read is to respond in worship, to ask myself, what does this text tell me about who God is? Because when we grow in our worship and adoration of God, um, it changes what we value and cherish and and what we delight in. And as his love fills us up, then that love is going to overflow into action. Um, so that would be the the one thing I'd encourage you to do is just for this next season, set aside the, okay, how do I apply this to my life right now? Like I've done this before, make it specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, timely, the smart applications. And, and there's a place for that. But allow the text first to drive you to worship and adoration, to grow in your knowledge and understanding of who God is. Because as your heart grows to worship, then your actions will follow. Your behavior will follow that adoration. Um, If you find yourself like, yeah, I'm doing that and I'm still not seeing change, like God has convicted me of uh, losing my temper and and saying mean things to people I love, or he's convicted of me of gossip and I'm still doing it, um, then I would encourage you to ask God to do that work in your life. <laughs> so again, instead of a self-help program, I'm going to try to take the next step on my own. Say, God, would you convict me before I speak? Would you warn me before I say something I regret? Would you make my heart sensitive to your spirit pricking my conscience (laughs) and then what do you make me quick to obey make me quick to obey um so that way instead of you trying to remember like oh yeah i was going to apply that thing i read in the bible this morning um it becomes a partnership with the the spirit of god sanctifying you like that is his desire um so you partner with god would you would you make me sensitive? Would you show me how to be quick to obey your spirit's promptings? And then it becomes an adventure. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It becomes going throughout the day, listening to the spirit, being attentive to what he's drawing you to do and how he's prompting you to act instead of feeling like the weight of improvement is on my shoulders. Mm, So, so good. All right. Well, that's, I think that's all we have time for today. Right, Asherita? I think so. I mean, I had fun with this. Yeah, we got through a lot of questions. (laughs) Hopefully this was helpful. Um, If this is something that you feel like, man, I got something out of that, I would love to hear. Um, Would you send us an email? Would you tell us like what stood out to you in this episode? Um, I think we're going to record one more just so we have like two lined up because there's more great questions we didn't get to. Um, But whether or not we continue these episodes is really up to you. So um, thank you for listening and do email. Let us know. We'll be back in a couple weeks with our new season of the Prayers of Rest podcast. And don't worry, we'll get back to praying together. That is what this podcast is all about. But next week, we'll come back with part two of the Ask Me Anything episodes. And we would love to hear uh, how God is using these in your lives. So until we meet again, May you find much rest in God's loving presence.